Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. who love family, traditions, and all things Southern. We've got plenty of room at our table, so pull up a chair. Oh, hey, Lainey. Hi, Laura Beth. Well, we have a really big topic today. Yeah. And I feel um, like the weight of ownership of this, so I hope <laughs> that I'm able to articulate my thoughts really well, But because this is an important one. But before we do that... I just wanted to spend some time acknowledging our one-year anniversary of yes. the podcast. I know we've mentioned it here, but I wanted to do just a little bit a little more recap or something. That would be fun. So I would say, um, just looking back, I, I looked through our different episodes. We've had a year of weekly episodes, so we've had 52 episodes. And we had several that I could tell were like, Definitely popular. Okay. So episode one of any podcast is going to be popular because that's where people like to start. Yeah. Yeah. So topically that's hard to evaluate. It's not necessarily because of the topic. Yeah. So episode one is definitely our most popular, but other ones were people loved that modern day hospitality episode where we talked about Airbnbs and even celebrities. That was your idea to do that one. It was fun. I had fun researching that one. Um, Fall foods. Okay. In the South, people love Our that. Our listeners seem to like when we talk about food. So. Yeah. This one kind of surprised me, but I guess not really. Southern interiors and Southern porches and exteriors okay. were really popular. I guess I was surprised by that because do people talk about that a lot? Like, I felt like there was a lot of resources out there. Well, that's a good point. And it's not like that's even an easy change. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I can get ideas about what to do for Thanksgiving and put that into play, but I can't necessarily easily add a porch Yeah, or I would have one. (laughs) If you haven't caught it already in the 52 episodes, we both want a porch. porch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Guest rooms. That was a popular one. That was a listener suggested topic. And then Sunday dinner in the South was popular as well. So food and homes y'all. That's right. That's the traditions that, Y'all like hearing about, so. I just saw another book that was about Sunday dinners. Remember, we mentioned one on that uh-huh. episode, but I saw one I went in that White's Mercantile store. Oh, cool. And they had a different one about really? Sunday dinner. And I was okay. like, okay, that is a big topic. That's cool. We'll have to check that one out because that one will continue to live on. That's right. And um, is one that, you know, Sunday dinner, though, it just, 
we have two services now at church. Mm-hmm. So that means some people are getting out at different at a times. Different time, Cause I was going to make, um, plans with somebody and we went to different services and I'm like, Oh, well, never mind. We'll do yeah. it another time. It's posing to be more, more tricky, a little bit more challenging. Um, but I also wanted to mention there was an episode that I felt like I got schooled in such a good way that I was so proud of you for I think I know spearheading. One, it was one of my favorites. Heirloom seeds. Heirloom seeds was so awesome. Episode twenty eight heirloom seeds. I will link to that in your in the notes today. Because if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, I think you could learn a lot. Even if you are a gardener and I have learned a ton it. of just doing the research for that and it got me all the more passionate about just even growing some things. Yeah. Yeah, ownership of the land. Yeah. It was really good. And then, okay, so then different from where I learned a lot were two favorite episodes that I have. You probably have a couple as well. Favorite for me being like both the research and preparation for it and then also just sitting with you to talk about it. Uh They were both fun. Um, College football traditions. Loved it. Was awesome. (laughs) I loved looking into all of that and, you know, continue to think about it even to this day. Like when I was watching the Auburn Alabama game, Uh the Iron Bowl last night, I was thinking about, you know, Auburn's going to go roll the tree now. Oh, that's right. So the tumors, tumors corner. Yes. That's so neat. And, um, and I, as I mentioned already, I did love the, that was really fun. And I was watching a game a few weeks ago and the Oklahoma schooner sooner tipped over on the field. And I was like, no, you know, cause we had talked about the history of how old it was and all that. So it is interesting when you see a lot of these things actually in play. Right. And it's just like, you know, if you hear a new word and you're like, you look it up and you're like, what does that word mean? And then, and then it, you, you hear it you three hear it. times yeah, in the like, two weeks. This word's been in rotation I and I just didn't know, know it. Um, yeah. And then I left the modern day hospitality episode. So what were, what One was of your my favorite? favorites, um, just maybe because we are passionate about the place was the Keeneland episode. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> so much fun talking about Keeneland and then going back and having some of our listeners join us. And that is so that true. Really fun. That's so true. That was, that's good. So I wrote down some memorable moments and I forgot about that one, but that, that was a good was a one to have a little meetup there in, in uh-huh. Lexington. At the- and then we did a little, we made it a really fun road trip and did our uh, recording on the way home, which the quality of sound we didn't realize would be so bad. Fail. Oh, well, we tried. But it was fun. So one of the best places we've recorded, which was a memorable moment for me, was when we on recorded a ship. on a boat <laughs> in the Caribbean. Was that Southern Exteriors that we did on the cruise ship? I can't remember. It was, it was something. Interiors, interiors or Exteriors. I can't, I can't remember either. But yeah, and sound quality was fantastic. So, so we see, may just... We just need to do that again. <laughs> we may need to... Schedule more recordings on our. I want to do suite. that cruise. I've mentioned it to you before through that American cruise line of the Lower Mississippi River. Oh yeah, they do a cruise that yeah. hits like Natchez, Mississippi, and New Orleans. That's you know, cool. like that would be really fun. Maybe we can get them to. How many days is it? Do you remember? A week. Is it a week? Maybe? That seems so interesting to think of spending that much time exploring. That little, that little of, of it. Well, it's going slow and you're getting off. I know. City and. But I mean, there's a lot of cruises out there that cover some ground. Yeah. And, and so, you do, co- you know, you do hit some 
pretty cool cities. I can't remember all of them, but yeah. anyway, I want to do that sometime. Maybe we could record on that boat. Heck yeah. Sponsored. That's right. Um, okay, sharing on national television via my appearance on Wheel of Fortune about the podcast. That was a memorable moment for memorable. sure. There was a lot of people that found us that Through way. That experience. So I'm thankful for that. Um, but I would say most memorable moments are still happening. But I even brought over a couple of thank you oh notes my gosh. to you today. Wonderful notes that I don't think I could part with. They're so sweet. Yeah, I mean. But the no, the wording of them was so precious because one person in getting her ideals magazine said she felt like it was a wink from heaven because her mom always had that magazine and um, she is no no longer here. She's in heaven, or as she said, on the other side of the veil, which so I love. So pretty, yes. And then we had a listener that said she had never gotten a package like that. Yeah. And, and she also said that our voices are a soothing antidote to the stress of the day. She listens at the end of her work day. And wow. I just that was so sweet. That's awesome. Well, I would say a lot of reviews, messages, whatever, the, the statement that stands out the most to me is anytime someone gets joy from listening mm-hmm. to this podcast... Whether it be joy from a nostalgic moment that we're reminding them of or joy just in hearing about what we're doing or traditions or our voices yeah. or whatever. That is priceless. It really is. To me because this world is so chaotic. And so if you're listening on your way to work or you're binge listening on a break or however you listen, thank you for listening. And um, we it, hope it does give you some, you know, fresh hope and just yeah. excitement of the future, even in holding on to old things. Yeah. So we've had some bloopers over the (laughs) year. Um, We've experienced only once, thank goodness. um, And hopefully it never, ever happens again. We were almost done recording and we lost the whole episode. And so... um, And it's hard to get your momentum back to say... We don't rehearse this. Right. And so it's like, because we want it to feel like you're sitting with us and right. we're just conversing. So then to go back and have to do it a second time, right. it felt so weird. I know. And like, let's have that same conversation all over again. Not same interview, same conversation. <laughs> like that was <laughs> There's hard. no way it can happen again the same. Yeah. So. Lainey has a new neighbor and I think you guys probably know we record right here in her kitchen and so um when he pulled in in his diesel truck the first time i was like this is never gonna work it's so loud i think he has since He's sold since that truck. a different truck yes and their dog barks a lot too cute dog but yeah he does bark a lot so if he gets let out on a sunday afternoon while we're recording you See, hear him. people just don't know though like libby has jumped up on you before your dog yeah. and you know you've kept a sentence going without, I mean, there's just always something happening. Funny things that happen. There's, um, there's a lot, a lot to be thankful for a lot of behind the scenes that y'all don't get to see that y'all don't need to see. (laughs) Um, but yeah, we've got great momentum and I'm excited for the year to come. What's coming next. So, okay. This is, um, I would say was on our list or, came to be on our list of topics, but was listener suggested as well. I don't know if you knew that. I had Oh, I didn't. I mean I we did already have, had it on the list, you're saying. Yes. Then it was listener recommended as well. So and I feel like it constantly comes up because we've mentioned people are moving here. Mm-hmm. And this this topic comes up. So we're talking about faith in the South. Yes. Today. And faith is an important and 
very prevalent part of Southern culture. Absolutely. Um, this is my favorite aspect of life <laughs> of in the South. Culture. Yeah. For sure. In fact, when I travel, I think I forget about, because I'm in it, mm-hmm. just how much faith is mentioned in culture, in coffee shops, in yes. places. And then I'll travel and I realize the lack. Absent, yes. And when I come back, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, there's two conversations happening in the coffee shop I'm in about faith or church. Yeah. Or a Bible is out and being read and studied. In and a discussed. coffee shop. Yeah. yeah. Or I'm at a, di- a restaurant and the family just prayed before they ate. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty common here. It is. Yeah. It's also not uncommon to be asked, like, where you go to church yeah. as part of just small talk even here in the Absolutely. South. And if you don't in- attend anywhere, um, there hopefully, at least if I'm asking you, is not a moment of shame coming. I would probably invite you. Oh, yeah. I don't think anybody's me. saying it in a way of, because you, sh- you know, you should already have one. Yeah. It's just a like, oh. It's kind of like we've talked about also on here before. Like, who's your people? Yeah. Like, where where well, do you yeah, congregate? I would go so far as to say, in somebody attending church or in somebody asking you, that doesn't even mean they have a relationship with Jesus. Sure. That can literally mean to them, where do you play golf? Where do you go to church? I mean, (laughs) for some people, it's the same. Like, they just want to know, who are you rubbing shoulders with? Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about, you know, the afterlife? That's not what they're... Right. No, it's usually, you know, whereabouts in town do you live? Yeah. Where do you go to church? Yeah. That's kind of your two small talk, like, nice to meet you conversation Uh pieces. And I will say... You know, when we say faith on, at least on today's episode, we're talking about a Christian faith. Right. Um, and faith is so deeply personable, but it's meant to be shared with others. Yeah. So we need each other. We need faith that others can offer us when we're down or when we're discouraged. We should be helping and encouraging. That's right. Our when I'm weak, you're strong. Yeah. When you're weak, I'm strong kind of a thing. So I would just say, like, to have neighbors or coworkers or friends, family. Good Lord, if you have family that are faith-filled believers, that's really sweet. But even if it's just neighbors around you, if those people know Scripture and they are speaking that. Over you. Over you. Speaking that life over you. That is a huge blessing. Mm-hmm. And I would say the most major of pros to living in an area like the South that has people of faith. Yeah. I mean, life is hard. I can't imagine. I feel like it's so hard sometimes. I can't imagine not having faith in a faith community that I'm a part of. Yeah. Because I have to call on them. Right. Yeah. You had some article that you read that was really interesting in terms of that. I did find an art. You know, there's... No question that our um, that the United States is becoming more secular. Sure, absolutely. And I mean, I've known that with more wealth, community or um, countries become more secular. Yes, but I feel like America has held on for so long to being a Christian nation. Uh-huh. But it does seem to be on the decline. It's on the decline for sure. So. Yeah. Um, that is so sad to me yeah. to watch that happening. 
Um, but I found this article from the Atlantic, um, okay. which is a, I think a really brainy publication. Uh-huh. I like how they write, even though I don't always agree with what they write. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I don't even know. This was a pretty lengthy article, mm-hmm. but there was just some things in it that I thought were really interesting. So, um, in regards to community, can I just read a little piece sure. of this yeah. article? Because I think it's so interesting. It says, making friends as an adult without a weekly congregation is hard. Establishing a weekend routine to soothe Sunday afternoon nerves is hard. Mm. Reconciling the overwhelming sense of life's importance with the universe's ostensible indifference to human suffering is hard. Um, I'm going to skip ahead. Basically, this writer is saying that he has kind of rejected a lot of the package deal, he calls it, of Mm -hmm. the church community. I've even heard um, what you mentioned about that Sunday anxiety, a lady I used to work with. She called it, in terms of her daughter going back to school each Monday, the Sunday blues. Yes. She was like, Sunday blues are tough at our house. And she meant just that anxiety that's coming from Monday. But that comes in past school unfortunately too i used to have it really bad going into monday work day yeah just here it comes here yeah. comes the flood of stress and conference calls and emails and, and it's everything. robbing you of a day just that i know is robbing you of a day but this is saying this author is saying you know that a lot of people find themselves shopping this is how he says it shopping a la carte for meaning community and routine to fill a faith-shaped void their politics is a religion, their work is a religion, their spin class is a church, and not looking at their phone for several consecutive hours is a Sabbath. Wow. Ouch. Ouch, but that's real. It is so, so real. Um, that's all over. It's all over. Because I, I certainly my, don't want it to sound like the South's got it down, y'all. We're talking about the rest of the country. No, right, that's no, happening. That's all over the country. For sure. Right here in our neighborhood. Um, yeah. And I think also another thing they mention, which I, I feel like we've all, probably everyone knows this, but even just the change in our family dynamics, if you will, yeah. or family, um, situations has, has changed things. Um, this is saying, uh, more Americans, especially college graduates in big metro areas are putting off marriage and childbearing until their thirties. They're using their 20s to establish a career, to date around, and enjoy being young and single in a city. By the time they settle down, they have established a routine. Work, brunch, gym, date, drink, football. That leaves little room for weekly mass. They know who they are by 30, and they don't feel like they need a church to tell them. Wow. And all of that, to me, is just... So sad because it's like their independence, yeah. which is such the American thing we feed, exactly. right? Independence goes absolutely against being in a community of faith. Right. And we all need that. Yeah. It doesn't matter what economic status or marital status or whatever status you have, there is need. Absolutely. And it, it's going to look different person to person, but no one is... Void of need. So I would say the decline of being in a church community is nationwide. Yeah. But in the South, it's still more a part of culture than it is nationwide. 
So here's what's interesting to me, because I'm not sure why faith stuck in this area of the country more than any other, because, you know, our founding fathers of this nation were of a Christian faith. Established it. But they were in New England. And so I just think it's interesting because right now, um, I think this study I looked at was from last year, 65% of polled American adults identify themselves as Christians in 2019. Okay. So um, now I'm not even going to go down that rabbit trail of identity of the identification of Christian because of all the different theological differences that are underneath that. But still over half of of Americans are identifying in that. Now it is on the decline Mm -hmm. for sure, but you can look at any survey and see an above average attendance to church for Southern states compared to the rest of our nation. Yeah. Excluding Florida, actually. That well, one. we've said that's kind of, it's more of like the Northerners winter play. Like they've dropped in a, a lot in recent years. Like okay. we were talking about, you know, there's a decline in general, but like Florida is <laughs> like got a steeper slope. I just want to know, does the panhandle line up with the rest of Florida? Because we do embrace the panhandle as still we do. part of. We love the Gulf of Mexico, but Mississippi and Alabama Across the nation, usually rank highest in terms okay. of church attendance, okay. um, like by far. Uh-huh. So, but again, okay, so that's attendance, right? Well, I was going to say in regards to, and especially when you mentioned Alabama, Mississippi, I am sad that we still see so much segregation in church. And yeah. I know that's kind of its own thing, yeah. its own beast we could talk about on an episode, but there's still mostly black churches and white churches. You see some that are a little more mixed. If they have, it's usually because they have a pastor that's of color though. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because you want to have a leader that you identify with. Exactly. That kind of thing. Yeah. That knows your struggles and that you you feel like can most closely empathize with you. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. I meant to do this before we recorded today, but I didn't get a chance to. I feel like in a lot of Southern films or films about Southern people, especially if it includes a black story. So let's talk about, like, for instance, that movie, The Help. Uh-huh. Church is always a part, a part of, of it. it. Yeah. Like, I just, I think about that. I would say that. church is a huge part of black culture. Exactly. Just like it's a huge part exactly. of they are very faithful. Yeah. I, but I remember that scene where the book has been published, the help, uh-huh. the book has been uh-huh. published. And, you know, if you know the story, this was a very underground project because they were scared as maids to okay. get busted mm-hmm. for sharing the real side of their stories. And so it was just such an awesome moment when their church all had copies yeah. Of the book. Yeah. And she comes to church. I have forgotten. The main, the lead yeah. Octavia Spencer, when she comes in and it was like her church. Those are her, that's her community. Mm-hmm. Those are her people. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's just one example that I thought of. I was going to try and think through more, but I didn't get a chance to, but it's prevalent mm-hmm. in movies because it's like you're saying prevalent in it's a big part true of society. Yeah. It's a big, big, uh, and I just feel like even when you see interviews, of black actors and actresses 
it's so much more common for them to acknowledge God. Yeah. 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 In a thankful way, yeah. in a way of couldn't be here without him sort mm-hmm. of moment. So, um, okay. But so just to backtrack a little bit, we're t- that was kind of a picture of the attendance, right? Mm-hmm. In churches. Like we were saying, that doesn't reflect the heart, but that's something. Right. You're at least making a motion to get there. Yeah. But I do think what's important to look at is how does faith actually impact the culture. Okay. Right. So who are those people or what are those people doing that maybe go a step beyond Sunday Mm -hmm. and really are looking to their faith to be part of their seven days a week life. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what frustrates me when you hear people say like, Oh, you should keep your faith to yourself. It's such a core part of who I am. Mm -hmm. It's going to bleed into every single thing I do. Yeah. There's no way around. Right. And I think that's that. That's what our our founding fathers, when they established our constitution and all of that. There's no way around that. Those Christian values were not going to seep into right everything. Yeah, yeah. No, agree. So when I think about life in the South, I think about who chose to res- who's who's living here. Mm-hmm. Past, present, well, right now, lots of people are moving. A lot of people are moving here, but but you know, one person that stood out to me the most because he was born here and stayed in the same southern city his whole life, in terms of his residence, was Billy Graham. Oh wow, yeah. So he was born in Charlotte, North Carolina. Of course, traveled the world. He has been said to be the greatest evangelist since Jesus. Time. Yeah, and I. Yeah would probably side with that, you know, in terms of our lifetime, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You could go back and look at some disciples. Paul was pretty awesome. Paul did some work, (laughs) y'all. Let's not forget about Paul. Yeah. Um, But Billy Graham was born in Charlotte, um, lived 99 years on this earth, Mm -hmm. and he could have lived anywhere. Sure. Because he was needed everywhere and he was going everywhere, but he chose to call home Charlotte. And if you got to see any of his funeral that was even broadcast on television. It was um, very, what would you say, high-profile people that were yeah. in attendance. Yeah. I mean, our own president was on the front row. Well, and he was in the Capitol. His body got to be in the Capitol. Was there any other? I can't remember. Was he the only like non-political person that had ever been in? I don't know. Probably. I was, he was. Anyway. Um, but anyway, that's just, that's interesting to me. Mm -hmm. You know, Billy Graham called North Carolina home his whole life. Um, that impacts culture. If someone like that is in your town. Yeah. Somebody we know that was at that funeral is, um, our friend Debbie Smith, who was, is Michael W. Smith's wife. They were both there at the funeral Uh for Billy Graham. And she was telling me it was so cold. I think it was really cold that day, but they had he had asked specifically that the camera angle of the camera showing mm. the funeral would shine towards this barn they had that had a huge cross yeah out of it like it was a really cool yeah. Yeah. barn anyway um i think that was just interesting that like he had thought through yeah those kind of details of like no i want definitely the cross to be the thing that people see not me it's amazing <laughs> yeah his casket made from um, wood from local prisoners, I Had think. Built it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hannah Bill Twitt. Amazing. So that's an example of a person yeah. that I think of that had major worldwide impact for their faith that stayed, stayed in, in the, the South. South his whole life. Wow. I had never really thought about that. Um, I think about a city, Nashville, Tennessee, right here in our mm-hmm. hometown. Major influence of faith all around town. <laughs> Music, publishing. Yeah. Our own Ryman Auditorium, which is the original home to the Grand Ole Opry, which uh-huh. if you were... They call it the Mother Church. Mother Church of Country Music. They call it the Mother Church because it really it was, was a church. A church. <laughs> it was a tabernacle slash former tent revival location. Yeah. Before it even had a building, it was just a and big it's tent still revival. Pews. Yes, it still it's, got the pews. That's what you sit on at the concert. So... So cool. That was, of course, foundationed in faith gospel music yeah i mean the the association is headquartered here we have all sorts of different um aspects to gospel music here headquarters of businesses like thomas nelson and lifeway and the southern baptist convention and on and on filmmakers we publish more bibles than any other place in the world we do yeah amazing yeah so city-wide commerce-wide yeah you know employment, all of that is impacting culture just because of faith. Um, And anyway, I just... Yeah, so it's neat to think about that. All of the publishing that Thomas Nelson and Lifeway are doing, that's going all over the world. Yeah. But yet it's shipping right out of Nashville. Yeah. Well, and okay, I will share one funny story because there's a publishing house called Worthy Publishing here in town. And... Funny enough, you found when you were in Ireland this wonderful children's book on oh, St. Patrick. Uh-huh. Well, you brought it back, and I was like, oh, how great. Oh. This is actually from Franklin. I'm like, <laughs> what? I just carried that all the way from Ireland. And you see that, you know, with different things, even musically. You can be in any part of the world, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's Michael W. Smith playing. And, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah, but so, so that book was the you know sharing from the Christian perspective of Saint Patrick, you yeah. know, and his his faith walk in a children's book form. So that that was definitely um, worldwide spread. That is so funny, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we've talked about boutiques here in the South, not just Franklin, but other places too that play Christian music. You know, it's just. It's seeped yeah, you in. see scripture on, you know, chalkboards in the store or yep. something like that. Yeah. And it's not unusual. No. I've even seen, um, there's a store in downtown Franklin where you can write down your prayer requests. Mm-hmm. Things like that. That's not... Where in the world would you... I, I was in line. I may have shared this on the podcast here oh, before. At Walmart. at Walmart. You did. I love that story. She had Tell her little book. The Walmart cashier had her... A little notebook right there next to the credit card reader. How can I pray for you? How can I pray for you? She was writing them down. Amazing. Wow. That's amazing. My chiropractor plays Christian music, worship music in his office. Um, Again, I'm saying these. A friend of ours was telling me she prayed for a lady in Kroger the other Uh day. And when she opened her eyes from praying, there was other people that had gathered Stop. that were also praying. Like, that is amazing. <gasps> oh, I thought you were going to say that we're just in awe or shock. No. They were, oh, and she was like, I opened cool. my eyes and there was others that had gathered that were like, amen. 
How sweet. Uh, yeah. And so I'm saying that to say that is a part of life. It it's is. more than just contained within the walls of a church or, or even, even a, home. a church festival. You know, yeah. it, it's, it does come out. Did we talk about Kathy Lee Gifford on um, Today Show? She was just went back to visit. Oh, yeah. And was on there. And she was talking about living in Franklin. And one of the things she said was, I can hear church bells ringing when I get up in the morning. And she's serious because you can too. And you all live yeah. pretty close. And yeah. so that's so neat to think about. And I know that's all over the country. Church bells ring. But it's just a sweet part of life. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say it, it is interesting when you're in a new country like ours and you hear church bells ring where it's not, should I say, like kind of cold and historic? Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like there's kind of a difference in because I've, I've toured a lot of churches abroad. Yeah. Well, there again, I think that's all, you know, it can mean something or not mean something True. to anybody. It just depends on your context yeah. or your perspective. Yeah. But, um, so I would just say, you know, I believe Southern hospitality is rooted in faith, mm. that it's not just a Martha Stewart way of life, that it really is kind of that ability to make people feel welcome yeah. and that ability to see others the well, way it's God actually sees in them. A gift, it's in a gift list in the Bible. It is. Isn't I mean, that funny? It is. Hospitality is a God-given gift. So... Yeah, so like biblical hospitality, we all need some work on, though. Oh, yeah. Because I will put my hand up for, I love Southern hospitality. I love a beautiful table and a home and food that says welcome. But but, but it's another level to do like Jesus did. Right. And literally wash the feet of people who can do nothing for you. Yeah, or just um, be with those that are hurting, yeah. that are in despair, that are... Because that's down. Not, that's not fun necessarily. That's just, but that's what God calls us to do. Yeah, is to sit with the broken, charitable donate. You know, just yeah. that charity towards the poor. Yeah. Um, we hadn't even mentioned that yet. Like yeah. just even the impact of charitable giving. Yeah, on a city or in a culture of those that are moved towards biblical hospitality like that's huge it is i love how our pastor says um be a man of the towel or a woman of the towel he's meaning like jesus where you you know are washing the feet of somebody else or serving mm -hmm. somebody else if it's not literally washing the feet like serving right. another person yeah being a person whose yeah. heart is turned like that. yeah um but i like that that that's cool phrase. yeah yeah um, even like gentleness, mm -hmm. kindness towards those. Kindness is a word that Kathy Lee Gifford actually also kept oh, yeah, saying. She did. It's a culture of kindness when That's she's moved she when she moved down here. Um, but yeah, I mean, we have a lot to improve. And so, but so much to be thankful for that this is where we get to reside because it's oh a big gosh. deal. There's even I would say events in culture that point to okay, that's. A foundation of faith that they've built that on. Our town here has a town sing. Oh, at Christmas. We at do. Christmas time, where it is candlelight um, around a town square, around our town square, which is our popular, on our popular Main Street area. And I don't know if they sing. still do it the way they used yeah, to. Yeah, I think they've changed a little bit, but you are singing hymns. 
Yeah, you Christian know, hymns. Christian hymns. It's not O Christmas Tree. Right. It's O Come All Ye Faithful. And we used to walk up to the Presbyterian Church and go in and also sing a couple in there. I'm not sure if they're still doing that part because it's gotten a lot bigger. It's gotten bigger. And is that part of the decline? I don't know. Perhaps. Maybe it is. Because that's what I'm saying. The South is not immune to this. That's right. I so always hope that we are a region of people that will hold on. You know, have faith in that. Are known that we proclaim by just, that. I mean, we yeah. will always have it. Yeah, the Bible assures that that the faith of the Christian faith will continue until right. Christ return. Yeah, so it, it, that will continue. But is it going to continue in the public square? May or may, maybe, may maybe not. not. Yeah, we um, have a mayor that hosted. And has hosted prayer breakfasts here. Now that's, you know, there's a national prayer breakfast even in D.C. I'm not saying that like the South's the only one that's ever had a prayer breakfast. But on a local level, that does feel a little more personal. It does. Um, and a little less programmed Yeah. than even in the D.C. Um, and you're probably going to have a little less uh, skepticism towards it in the South than you're going to have in a... Yeah. New York or Massachusetts. Yeah. yeah. I saw that our YMCA here just c- took a group of seniors to the Holy Land to see wow, okay. sights of Jesus. And I was like, who does that? And it is a, supposed to be a Christian organization. <laughs> right. Now, there's things they've done that I yeah. think kind of go against that. But yeah. Yeah. So I guess I just would say faith in the South is everywhere. I hope that if you even just come here to visit, that you brush up against it and it's met with kindness and then it's presented in a way um, that is welcoming to yeah. you. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely one of the traditions that I really, really, really hope stays around. Well, it's interesting. We're recording today for this to come out on Tuesday, but it's the first day of Advent. True. So even if you're not a part of a faith community, wherever you live in the South, or if you're somewhere else, if you're not a part of a faith community, instead of taking that stance that so many do of, oh, the church is just a bunch of hypocrites or, you know, that kind of a thing that you hear because the church is made up of people. Right. And people hurt people. And we're we're broken. I would say you and I have both been hurt by Mm -hmm. the church Mm -hmm. in some form or fashion by leaders or whatever. But if you just then throw away the baby with the bathwater, that's true. Then you've missed out on such a beautiful thing. Yeah. So maybe this is the season somebody will give it another chance. That's or, good, Lainey. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Advent is a really sweet season. Um, it's one, this whole Christmas season is one where people, we all feel definitely the, um, the heightened highs and the heightened lows. Absolutely. And so, um, I do love a good Advent study or, Mm -hmm. um, book to follow along with, Mm -hmm. to bring some sort of solidity of peace. Well, and even in the things we've talked about, the highs and lows of a government's economy, the highs and lows of the secularism of a society, these traditions in the word of God has withstood thousands of years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's something majorly important to it. 
if yeah. it stood the test of time for thousands of yeah. years, yeah. right? Yeah. So even if the people of leaders of a church don't do everything perfect, the the core foundation of it all is solid as it can be. Absolutely. So Yeah. I'm even sitting here thinking about, you know, the way that a lot of Southern culture is described as just a slower pace mm-hmm. of life. Mm-hmm. Could that be because of more peace? Because yeah, right. I think of peace in a sense of just that inner calmness, mm-hmm. even if there's chaos around. around. Right. Uh, yeah. Actually, especially if there's chaos around. That's, That's it when it can be best. seen the most. That's right. And so, um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm kind of just mm-hmm. saying that off the cuff. Not- and we've had a couple of our reviews that also used verbiage like this feels counterculture. Hopefully. Well, that's what people's <laughs> You're right. yeah. has yeah. been. Yeah. And I hope that that is because yeah. um, it's based out of a place of peace, mm-hmm. regardless of what society tells you. Yeah. Yeah. Lord, if I try to keep up with what society tells me, it changes all the time. Changes all the time. Absolutely. You'd have to c- continuously follow and unfollow all day long. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> we know who we're following. Tired. That's right. That's right. Well, that's all I had on my notes. I mean, yeah. you could you could it's talk a big subject. for days for- about faith in the South. Um, hopefully our faith comes through in the way we approach topics um, because it's certainly an important part of our lives. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So bless y'all on this Advent season and um, we will be back here next week to talk about more Southern culture topics. Y'all have a good one. Bye.